0: To Codescast, a podcast from the Center for Oral History and Digital Storytelling at Concordia University. Vous écoutez un podcast d'histoire
1: orale et de récits
0: numérisés à l'université Concordia. I'm your host Sadie, and for this episode, I talk to Ulla norberg denzer Welcome to Codescast. Uh, thank you so much for coming.
1: You're very welcome. I'm happy to be here.
0: Uh, and the first thing is, can you please introduce yourself?
1: Yes, my name is Ulla neuerbuck Denza. I'm the chair of the Department of Theatre. I'm an associate professor in theatre.
0: Great. Uh, do you want to tell me a little bit about your work?
1: Yes, I am. Um, I come from a background of performing and acting, and I'm also a director and a facilitator. And I teach in the um, performance creation area in the Department of Theater, but I also teach in the acting area. And um, I uh, have a background in uh, independent theater in Germany, where I'm from. I lived for several years in Berlin and had a theater company, then I moved to the States, had actually two companies in New York, lived there for a couple of years, and have been in Montreal for 12, now 13 years at Concordia. And I, um, from my background as a performer and theatre maker, um, I keep those uh, two occupations alive in my teaching and, um, work on projects with students, um, usually devised or adaptations, um, devised pieces or adaptations, and they are, um, and the latest of those actually brought me in closer context with codes. Mm
0: -hmm. And do you want to talk a little bit about that project?
1: Yeah, sure. And this latest project, um, is called Dwellings, and um, it's the second part of a collaboration with um, Indigenous theatre maker Floyd Fable from Saskatchewan, uh, Poundmaker Reserve in Saskatchewan, and uh, those projects are around housing. and uh, the first one was called Arawapiskat is No Exception, and that was a more traditional theater piece in a proscenium theater. Um, the second project, Dwellings, um, received chirk funding and um, uh, tried to, in terms of its form, reach out to different uh, research labs within the Concordia community. One of them was CODES. Uh, but also the Sense Lab, Indigenous Futures, um, uh, Topological Media Lab, and the Matra Lab. And um, it became a multi-location performance uh, event where a group of audience members uh, uh, was led through the different uh, areas. And the piece uh, in included work by floyd um i functioned as a sort of uh, coordinator facilitator and in some ways director but much less sort of director and more facilitator uh, there were a bunch of grad students involved uh, two of whom directed small pieces and also uh there were um, there was um, uh, um, there were other collaborators um, from different uh, other indigenous collaborators who um, brought pieces to the end product, so to speak. There's Guynde Horn Miller, who's a colleague from. Um, Carleton University in Ottawa and she came and did actually a storytelling for us um, about the Mohawk creation story and that uh, story was recorded and in parts played There's Vescavenati from the Indigenous Futures Lab who uh, had made a film version of also this um, Story and we showed that uh, the Mohawk creation story and um, Emily Monet is a um, uh, a local Montreal-based um, Anishinaabe French theater artist who um, created the piece that was performed in a Matra Lab. Floyd worked on a piece in the Junction. And Floyd and I collaborated on the piece for codes, which is probably the most directly related to oral history performance.
0: Very interesting. Um, do you want to elaborate a little bit on the role that storytelling or oral history had in this performance?
1: Yeah, I think actually when we <laughs> when we actually performed it, it's I felt like it was all a big uh, uh, oral history telling. Um, uh but more specifically, for example, in the codes piece, we went through a couple of I would say hurdles and 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 maybe false starts if you want. Um, I think originally uh, there was another collaborator who had been working in um, with the shelter populations in Montreal, particularly indigenous shelter populations, and we had sort of planned to do a collaboration during which students would do um, interviews. Uh, That turned out to be not feasible for the amount of time that we had and the setup that we had. And we basically um, refrained uh, to do any kind of classic sort of interviewing and and story gathering um, also really because both Emily and Floyd um, really did not want to do that kind of work at all and felt it was not appropriate so what we did instead was that Floyd um, decided to tell some personal stories to us and um, and it was a it was surprisingly formal in a way we were uh, we were gathered in codes and our um, sound designer had his recording equipment and Floyd said okay i'm going to tell a story now and we hit record and he um, told a story a couple of minutes long and then he would stop and that was that and he told us basically four short stories um, two about his grandmother um, one about his sister and one about his brother and all stories in some way related to our themed dwellings They were about housing and living in different kinds of um, physical circumstances on the reserve and um, so we then used those stories, recordings of those stories split up in small groups of two Um, and these smaller groups each took one of the stories, um, redeveloped the narrative, Floyd's narrative into dialogue mostly um, with Floyd as an editor of that dialogue and came up with small um, mostly puppet shows and uh, so this, these oral histories were told in the medium of puppetry and performed in the cold space and um, uh, so it was a kind of a fairly direct use of oral history and turned into a performative um, um, expression and uh think of all of our stories that was so, sort of the most direct one there were a few other moments throughout the piece where there was definite uh, t- telling involved uh, one of our uh, students uh, who comes from a reserve in BC had a phone his grandmother and recorded that conversation which in part was woven into Emily's piece at the Matra Lab And, uh, if you want the storytellings of the, um, creation story are pieces of oral history as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and other, there were other incidents like that.
0: So coming from theater and the performing arts, um, what's your perspective on storytelling and oral history, um, and integrating those two kind of ways of thinking together?
1: I think it's a it's a very natural uh, uh, connection Uh, though of course um, when we think of theater with a capital T we always think of playwrights and sort of classic plays be it the the Greeks or Shakespeare or whatever um, contemporary plays Um, on the other hand if you think about theater in the larger sense and performance obviously uh, um, storytelling and also oral histories are a large part of the fabric that is theater is that theater is made of um, and uh, you know it's a uh, you can I mean it depends on what lens you use to look at theater history, but um, uh, oral history has played always a large part in theater making specifically here um, over the years that I've collaborated with Floyd he's been investigating um, theater making within the context of his own cultural heritage and um, uh, has been talking about the fact that you know uh, his Plains Cree that the theatrical tradition there is not a tradition of standing up and going on stage and performing a play but it's very much uh, an, um, part, uh, enacted through storytelling and through oral history and um, uh, uh, knowledge is passed down orally uh, he told me many times that when you are learning something be it a song or a story you're expected to remember it and uh, and to kind of uh, and there are certain protocols around pe- uh, sharing stories um, that are um, conventionalized so in a way if you get a story you give something in return tobacco or a larger gift and um, and uh, and then you have the right to the story. So there's a there's a there's a whole protocol around having stories, owning stories, who may tell stories, in what context can they be told, etc. Um, obviously, if that is transported into um, you know into a university setting, theater making um, circumstance. Uh, We still have to honor these rules and um, tell stories uh, without breaking rules, um, but also within our own set of um, uh, circumstances.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you so much for talking with me. It's really interesting.
1: Thanks. (laughs) I appreciate it.
0: Codescast was produced by me, Sadie Couture, and Mava Thibault. Original idea by Marie Anne Gagnon, supervised by Stefan Martelli. Original music for Codescast was composed by Jacob Lassard.